Come on, is he really the center of your joy? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help me praise God for our music ministry. Oh, y'all can do a lot better than that. And we thank God for them. We thank God for them. I know what I know. I know. I, know. I don't care what people say. Music makes a difference in worship. <laughs> yes, it does. A track is great, but live is even better. Help me praise God for our music ministry, our worship team, our musicians. We thank God for them. Good morning, Hopewell. Amen. To those that are online and those that are in person, we are so glad to see your faces and to see that you are tuned in to the Hopewell experience today. To all of our elders and ministers, our deacons, our mothers, amen. To Lady Brittany, we thank and praise God for you being in the house of the Lord today. This just shows that God has been faithful yet another week to allow us to see another day, another Sunday we will never see again. But thank God that his faithfulness and his mercy has been continuous in our lives. And for that, we give God praise, we give God glory, and we give God honor. Listen, before we go um, into the word of God, I want to solicit your prayers that we keep our own sister Marilyn Ross and her family lifted in prayer. Um, this past Thursday, their house caught on fire. Um, and so they have, they are not, thank God, thank God, thank God. Two things that we can thank God for, thank God that they were able to get out. Yeah, hey, this could have been a, a travesty. Yeah. Thank God, thank God, thank God. And thank God that the house was not burnt down to the ground. The outer structure is still there, but still some repairs and things that they have to make um, on the inside. So imagine, I know what people say, oh man, stuff can be replaced. That's right, but there are some things that cannot be replaced pictures and different things like that that you had that was just one in a lifetime moment that you have so you we want to keep her lifted in prayer I know emotions are all over the place now you have to figure out where you're going to live as they start the restoration process and doing work um, in the home and just different things like that when you don't have your own house it makes a difference you can stay with folks even though folks love you and you want to be with them there is nothing like laying your head down in your own bed, on your own pillows. Can I get a witness? Nothing like it. I don't care how nice the hotel was, how nice the cruise was. There is nothing like lying, laying your head down on your own pillow. So we want to pray um, for her and Brother Ross doing this transition. I've been encouraging her via text and phone and just told her, I said, listen, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to come with all the churchy stuff to say because I don't know how you feel. My house is definitely burnt up. I don't know how that feels. But what I can tell her is this. It may not look good. It may not sound good. It may not even feel good. But God's going to work this thing together. Oh, I wish I had some help this morning. God is a God that has the power to restore and to make a thing better than it was from the creation. I said we serve a God that knows how to restore and make it better the second half than it was the first half. Hey, man, so we're going to continue to pray for them. We're going to continue to lift them up in prayer. Here's how that we want to journey aside them as a church family. I tell you, it's when you're in the crisis where you thank God that you have a church family to be able to walk with you during those trials and tribulations. Here's how we want to come alongside of the Ross family and walk with them during this time. I know many of you have already been reaching out 
have been calling and texting. Um, but I do want to ask if we can limit that for the, for the time being. There's a whole lot of decisions and different things that they have to make right now. And so we want to limit our interaction with them. Listen, don't get it twisted. They are very appreciative of the phone calls, the text messages, all the reaching out. They feel the love. They they receive it, the love, the encouragement, all those great things. But just just we want to limit those limit that just for a time being as they're making some adjustments and making decisions and working through all the different things that they have to work through. Um, and so now from as point as a way of communication um, that's going to come through and be by our um, congregational care team sister Brian and sister um, sister Chanel and their team the three of us will be communicating via email text message over the pulpit letting you know what's going on all those different things here's how you can be able to help whole world here's how we can help any gift cards for restaurants between here and Marion, um, listen, bring those. Gift cards to Krogan. They can use that for gas and for food. If you want to be able to be a blessing and cash app them, here's her cash app for those um, that use the Ministry of Cash App. Amen. Dollar signs, Achilles 1024. Achilles is spelled A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S. A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S. 1024 it's on the screens thank god for our media team amen it's right there on the screens you can use it to be a blessing to them it, uh, whenever you bring those gift cards whenever you bring them uh, whether it be food gift cards Kroger gift cards there's a the pastor's love offering box in the back um you can drop those items in that that's going to be our designated spot to be able to put those gift cards in weekly miss chanel the sister brian to be checking it to be able to take it to the family uh, but we want to be a blessing to them um not that it's a think of seniority or anything like that but sister ross has been a faithful member of the world for over 30 years um she has been walked with many of us in this room through trials and tribulations in our life and so we want to be able um to walk with them during this time in their lives amen amen Amen. If I forget at the end of service, someone remind me that we want to pray for them um, before we get out of here today. Grab those Bibles and journey with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Once you have it, let's stand. For those watching online, we thank God for you once again on YouTube and on Facebook. Thank God for technology. Amen. And how we have been able to extend our reach all the way from Carbondale, Illinois, from the northeast side. Amen. Someone asked the question, can anything good come out of the northeast side? Absolutely. Oh, well, Missionary Baptist Church has. Amen. Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 38 through 42, as we bring to an end our series, Voices. Um, Luke 10, 38 through 42, and it reads as this, as Jesus and the disciples continue on their way to Jerusalem, um, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. I can only imagine. I got to ask once I get to heaven what Martha was in there cooking. She might have had some collard greens. Amen. 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 With some hog, well, not, not some hog maw, but some, some sweet meat in it. Amen. You know, some hot water cornbread and some fried chicken. Amen. Somebody made a quick run to the store. In fact, they made the potato salad from scratch. Amen. With some red Kool-Aid. They had a good dinner prepared for Jesus. Um, a dinner that she was preparing. Um, she came to to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it won't be taken away from her.
I want to preach this morning from the subject, the real reason why we can't hear from God. The real reason we can't hear from God. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you for your presence that is already here. God, I thank you um, that sometimes your presence, oh God, it may be, it may be in demonstrative of lifting our voices and dancing and shouting, but sometimes, God, it's just the sweet presence of your spirit, Father God. And whatever way you decide to come in, God, we're just grateful that you came in and be with us, oh God. No matter how you do it, what you, how, when you do it, we're just grateful and thankful, Father God, that you saw fit to come and to sit with us here at the well. Father, we pray right now, whether we're online, whether we're in person, God, that our hearts are open to receive the word, Father God, to receive the word because it is still yet through your word, God, that we are transformed. It is still yet through your word, Father God, that we are renewed. It is still yet through your word and the application of your word, God, that our lives change. So, Father, we determine if our lives are changed if we apply your word or not. So I pray that we decide to apply your word so that our lives can be changed. And it's in the powerful, strong name of Jesus we pray and all of God's people said, amen. If you ain't said nothing to your neighbor or your pew partner, say something to them. Fist bump them, elbow them, say something. Give them a compliment. Amen. That's your color. Tell them, tell them, tell them. That's their color. The real reason why we cannot hear from God. I pray that over these past four weeks that you have really, 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 really taken to heart um, about leveling up our hearing so that we can be able to hear God. I really hope and pray that over these past few weeks that you have really examined yourself to see, am I in position? Have I been in position to be able to hear from God? Why? Because life is too critical just to be out here just doing it. Life is too critical for us just to be out here going through the motions and we're not in the posture and we're not in the position to be able to hear what God has to say. If you are married, you need to hear God. If you are a parent, you need to hear God. If you are single, you need to hear God. If you are a widow, you need to hear God. If you are a single parent, you need to hear God. If you are separated, you need to hear God. If you're divorced, you need to hear God. No matter what stage in life that you are in, if you're young, you need to hear God. If you're seasoned, you need to hear God. If you have a lot of money in the bank, you need to hear God. If you have no money in the bank, you need to hear God. If you got $2 in your pocket, you need to hear God. No matter in the state of life that you are in if you are working for somebody else you need to hear God if you are an entrepreneur you need to hear God no matter the stage in life that you are in saints of God we need to position ourselves to hear what God has to say why because the good news is God is always talking God is always speaking God is always sharing God is always revealing God is always showing himself strong in our lives and the question is not if God is hearing us. The question is, Sister Preacher, are we in the position to hear what God has to say? He's talking through situations. He's talking through people. He's talking through the radio. He's talking through your kids. He's talking through your spouses. He's talking through your boss, who you may not necessarily like. Shh, don't tell nobody that. But he's speaking through everything around us. He's using those things that really mean so much to us to tap us on our shoulder and say, hey, if I impact this, if I affect this, will I have your attention now? But the question yet still remains, are we in the position to be able to hear what God 
has to say. Here's a trustworthy statement that's worth taking a picture of, writing it down, sharing on social media. The enemy can't defeat us, but he can distract us. The enemy cannot defeat us, but he can distract us. And the way that the enemy distracts us is by using busyness in our lives to keep us from hearing the voice of God. The real, real, the real reason why we can't hear God is because we're so busy. The real reason why we cannot hear God is not because God isn't speaking, that God isn't using your pastor to speak to you. God isn't using people around you. God's not using life around you. The real reason why we cannot hear God is because we are so busy working for God <laughs> that we have missed hearing from God. We're so busy doing ministry and we forgot that our first ministry is to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus to hear what he has to say. We have been so busy in doing this and doing that because truth be told is society has glamorized being busy. Because the busier you are, the more important you must be. And once we really start to investigate and look at our schedules and look at different things that we're doing, we will come to realize that some of this business that we have is business that we have signed ourselves up for to distract us from doing what we really need to be doing is sitting at the feet of Jesus in his word to be able to hear what he has to say. But we will use excuses and say, hey, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got this meeting. I got this Zoom. I got this trip that I have to take. And we miss out on hearing what what God has to say, but yet still, Sister Baker, we'll come back, Deacon, and be upset and be mad trying to figure out, why is my life like this? Oh, my life is just in shambles. I hate my life. I had a kid one time at school. That's all he said all day the whole time. I hated subbing in that room because every day, all day, all he would do is sit there in the seat and put his head back and say, I hate this school. I hate you, you, and you. I hate my life. I said, man, at this point, don't shut up every day. And we figure out, and some of us are just like that boy. Oh, I hate my life. Nothing is going well for my life. Lord, what's going on with me? Why is my life that, 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 like this? And God is sitting there saying, your life could be different if you would set yourself down and allow me to be able to speak to you. If you would just sit down and unbusy yourself and allow yourself to be open to what I have to tell you. I could give you the strategy. I could give you the plan. I could give you all that you need that could transform your life, but you, you're so busy I can't get your attention. Ah, because society has glamorized business that the more busy that I am, the more important I must be. I got to keep myself busy. I got to keep myself doing something. I have to keep myself being active. I got to keep doing something. And soon, busyness becomes an idol and a little God in our lives then when we have free time, we don't know what to do with ourselves. Should I go to sleep? Do I just sit here? Do I read a book? Do I catch up on love and hip-hop or power? What do I do? I don't know what to do with myself because I'm always so busy. The enemy cannot defeat us, but he can use busyness as a distraction to keep us from hearing. 
I love this little story right here because it's so simple, but it's yet powerful at the same time. Jesus, Mary, and Martha had a very unique relationship. The Bible says that, listen, these, these were not just people. These were not just church members that he just saw on Sundays or whenever they were at the synagogue or at the temple worshiping God. These were individuals that Jesus had community with. He did life with them. Whenever he was out on a journey doing ministry, it was nothing for him to stop at their house. And whenever he stopped at their house, he was always welcome with amazing hospitality. All oh, Sister Martha knew what to do in the kitchen. In fact, she was the president of the kitchen committee for the temple. Amen. She knew she got the dinners ready for pastor anniversaries, church anniversaries, nurses anniversaries, choir anniversaries. She had dinner ready for all of those things. She knew what to do and how to put it together. So it was nothing for Jesus to show up at their home. Jesus comes. Bible says that when he gets there, they, he is welcomed by Martha into the house. She's glad that she's, she's glad that he's there. Mary is glad that he's there. They're just all having a good time. And Mary takes the time that as soon as Jesus comes in and gets comfortable, she positions herself right there at his feet to hear what he has to say. Because she realized if Jesus is present and he has come to my house, I dare not miss this opportunity. I dare not miss this, miss this moment with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can you imagine what it would have been like, Elder Williams, to have Jesus in your home and you heard all the great miracles that he had did? Can you imagine seeing, hearing Jesus testify and to talk about his experience when he was on his way down and walking around his own business and found out the woman had lost a child and he touched the coffin and the boy got up and wanted to eat? Can you imagine hearing all of these amazing stories from his account and being there and actually doing them she's there at his feet she's hearing all of this she's been exposed to all of that Martha finds herself doing something that 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 that, that, that is important but at the moment it's not a priority yeah, I just missed, but I, I just preached right there I can open up the doors of the church right now she was doing something that was good and important and necessary but it should not have been a priority at the time. Can I ask a question this morning? It seems to be getting a little nosy. How many of us are doing things that are necessary and needed, but at the moment, it's really not a priority? You've exhausted your time and your energy and your effort, and when it comes to doing the things that are a priority, I'm too tired to read. I'm too tired to pray. I'm too tired to do those things that build me up spiritually that I have all the great intentions in the world and I'm saying, so, oh, I'll open up my Bible and I'm going to read the whole chapter of Revelations tonight. And the next thing you know, Revelations is reading you. Oh, I'm going to pray until heaven gets the news. The next thing you know, you done tapped out at Jesus' wept. We get caught up in doing the things that are necessary and needed, but at the moment, it's not a priority. 
This is what Jesus is trying to get Martha to be able to see. This is what Jesus is trying to illustrate to us in the story. Why is it hard for us to hear from God? Here it is. And so, God, let me go ahead and get out of here because I see you looking at the windows trying to determine how long we're going to be here because it's raining outside and you got things to be able to do. I see you glancing at the window. Amen. But I'm not a traveling evangelist. I'm going to take my own sweet little time. And you better not put up that church finger and walk out. Now nah, I'm gonna stop because somebody go on, so, on social media or, 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 or send this to Larry Reed Live and get me in trouble and exposed. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna get back. Let me get back. The real reason why we can't hear from God, here it is, saints, and it's right here in the text. We're distracted with urgent demands. We're distracted by the necessary and the important that it causes us to miss what's really a priority. This, thank you, Holy Spirit, being distracted with the urgent demands doesn't just stop with us in hearing from God. I got I to take it a step further than that. It does not just stop with us hearing from God. Being distracted with urgent demands can take us away from those that mean the most to us. Being distracted by urgent demands can take us away from our families. Being distracted by urgent demands can take us away about taking care of ourselves spiritually and, and, and physically and mentally and emotionally. Being distracted by, 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 by urgent demands can almost ruin our lives and take us to an early grave if we are not careful by making certain things a priority in our lives. I know, I know Mental Health Month is already over, but let me tell you this sense of God, I don't care, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how great your job may be. I don't care how great the benefits may be. And Lord knows you need the job to be able to take care of you and take care of your family. But you have within your benefits or should have within your benefits certain days that you are allotted for, 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 for sick days and personal days. But it is up to us. It is not a contest to see how many days you can be able to build to say, oh, I'm so loyal. I'm so faithful to my job. When the real reality is if something happens to you and God calls you home, they will send some flowers to the church. They will come by and look at you and say, oh, my goodness, they sure do look good. Ooh, Lord, they look good. My, my, my. Take your rest. Mm -mm -mm. Lord, look, they really put it together for him, did they? Oh, this coffin is beautiful. What a repass gonna be at? It's gonna be here at the church. They're not having one. She had insurance, well. They look at you. Pack your stuff up in a box. Inform someone from your family to come and get your box. And before one inch of dust even hits the coffin, the job will already be posted on Indeed.com to replace you. So you better use your days wisely. Then listen, if you need a day to be able to get yourself together because it's not a contest to see how loyal and faithful you have been to your job, but you have to be loyal and faithful to your own self and say self is not doing good today, so self needs to take a break. Self is not doing all right today, so self needs to back up just a little bit and expose myself to a different space to get myself together. We can be distracted by urgent demands that will not allow us to make those things necessary that need to be necessary a priority in our lives and we can find
okay taking care of ourselves a priority in our lives. Mary, Martha is distracted by urgent demands. Can you just imagine with your sanctified imagination for a moment that she's there in the kitchen. She's trying to get stuff together because she realized I have the king of kings and the lord of lords in my house. I got to make sure it's together. I got to make sure this thing is right. So every detail she's making sure table is set right. Glass is where it needs to be. She knows etiquette. She wants to have the salad fork and the main fork and the knife and the spoon for dessert. She want to make sure that the peach cobbler gets delivered right on time and it's hot and ready for Jesus when they get ready to have the. She's overwhelmed by the demands of the details. But she's missing being with Jesus. And not only is she missing being with Jesus, but she catches an attitude. Oh, God, help us today. Look at this text. Oh, look at this story. Don't shy away from this. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, now, are you seeing what I'm seeing? It doesn't, doesn't it seem unfair to you, Father God? That my sister, your daughter, just sits here while I do all the work? She ain't cut no chicken. She ain't rained no chicken's neck. She ain't cut up no potatoes. She ain't stirred no Kool-Aid. And she has the audacity. She ain't put the dish. I asked her to take the dishes out of the dishwasher, and she didn't even did that. And she has the audacity to sit because Jesus is here, and she wants to use that as her excuse not to do nothing because Jesus is here. He said, does, she said, does that not seem fair to you? In fact, she said, I need you to tell her to get in here and get in here now and help me. Here it is. I like what Pastor Tony Evans says. He says, he says, he says, it's easy for us to be distracted from God when we think that we're ministering to him. It's easy for us to be distracted from God when we think that we're ministering to him. Because how can we minister to him effectively if we don't spend time with him? Because when I don't spend time with him, it does not just affect my service unto him, but it affects my interactions with others. It's right here in the text. Don't look at me like that, y'all. It's right here in the text. Because she has failed to spend time with God, to hear from God, to glean from God's word, it has not only impacted her being with him, but it has also impacted the way she treats other folks because now she is frustrated with Mary. Now she has an attitude with Mary. Now she goes and stitch to Jesus about Mary and say, I need you to tell her to get in here right now. Why? She is distracted by business and the business that she is being distracted with has caused her not only not only to miss out on ministering to Jesus, but it has caused her to have an issue with Mary. 
Can I tell you something, saints? Because this goes, this goes more than just us hearing from God. This goes more than just for us hearing from God to be able to help us in our own individual lives and in our own successes in lives and our own levels and growing in God. I need to spend time with him. I need to spend time at the feet of Jesus to hear what Jesus has to say. Why? Because it's in those moments where he is able to check my heart and to deal with me so that I can be able to deal with his people. Now, this is a word for somebody as you're getting ready to go to work tomorrow and you are already anticipating the praying. God, let them call out. Let them hear this message and use a personal day tomorrow, Father. <laughs> but it's also in the same message that as you sit in his word to hear what he has to say, that he will help you to deal with those that you necessarily don't want to deal with. That he will give you the grace, he will give you the wisdom, he will give you the patience, he will give you the know-how. He will give you the grace to deal with folks that get on your everlasting nerves. Here it is, in the church, outside of the church, at home, at the grocery store. He will give you grace. When I take the time. Because don't you realize, thanks to God. God does not just want us to hear from him in order that we can be able to elevate. God wants us to hear from him so that he can impact every area of our lives. We're distracted by urgent demands. That may be good. That may be important. But it takes priority over the real thing. And what Jesus is trying to get us to see from these few verses is just this, just this, that we should not allow business to get in the way of us hearing from him. That we have to be able to guard our hearts. We have to be able to guard ourselves. We have to be able to make sure that we are not allowing ourselves to get so caught up in doing for him that we miss being with him. Because how can I do for him if I'm never with him? How, how will I know what to do for him if I never get instructions from him on what I need to do for him and how I need to do it for him and when I need to do it for him? Real reason why we can't hear from God is not because of the enemy, because he can't defeat us, but we've allowed the distraction of busyness to get in the way of allowing us to be able to hear from God clearly and precisely. Second thing is this. We get distracted by worries and cares. We get distracted by worries We will allow for worry and anxiety to be so loud in thy ear that everything that God's word says about worry and anxiety is almost mute. Though we know God says, cast all of your cares upon me, for he cares for me, 
Though we know the Bible says be anxious for nothing but in prayer and supplication, let your request be known unto God. We will still allow for worry and cares to scream louder in our ears than we will the voice of God through his word. And when we allow for worry and cares to scream louder and to be louder in our ears than the voice of God, fear makes its way in. And when fear makes its way in, it shackles us and makes us a prisoner to fear and anxiety, which will cause us to think that I have to continue to worry about this because somewhere in my mind I have rationalized if I worry about this, then that's going to hurry God. That if I'm anxious about this, that's going to hurry God. Where it does not hurry God, it does not put God on demand. All it does is causes us to be a prisoner to worry and anxiety and never allow for us to experience the freedom of God's word and knowing that we don't have to be anxious for nothing. We don't have to be scared about anything. We don't have to be fearful about nothing. All we have to do is say, God, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but God, I'm putting this into your hands. I'm putting this relationship in your hands. I'm putting this class in your hands. I'm putting school in your hands. I'm putting family in your I have no idea, but what I do know, that in my worry and my anxiety will exhaust me and I will never position myself to hear from you because I'm too tired. So instead of me being tired over that, I'm going to get down on my knees and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. I know you have all power. I know you have all might. So Father, I'm giving this thing to you. Because we refuse to allow ourselves to be anxious and worried over things that are beyond our control. The more that we are anxious, the more that we are worried, the more we'll be trapped and paralyzed by fear. And that's what the enemy loves. And he loves to get us in a corner where we think our backs are against the wall and we feel as if there's no hope and then we're depressed and we're having thoughts about vacating the earth and we have all these different things going on in our minds and our emotions. No, 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 no. You have to tell the devil to bag on up and go back to the gates of hell, go back to the underground railroad of hell and say, no, I'm going to be liberated by what my father has already said in his word concerning my life. Could it be that God has already given us the strategies and answers that we need, but that we're so distracted that we've missed them? Could it be that everything that we've been praying for, everything we've been believing for, God has done it, but we've missed it? Because we've been so distracted. There is nothing worse than driving and thinking that you've made it to your destination to only realize you missed your exit. And not that you missed your exit because of the GPS system, 
But because you've missed your, we've missed our exit because our favorite song came on and we have to turn it up real quick. <laughs> That's my jam. I remember 1972. We've missed it not because of the enemy, but because we've allowed ourselves to be distracted from by ourselves. And now we have, we have, we have to do the cumbersome job of turning all the way around and rerouting us to get back on track. We'll eventually get there, but we'll be delayed because of ourselves. Could it be that God has already put everything before us, but we've missed it? We've missed it. We've missed it. And here it is, saints. We can be all honest and real in here today. We all have missed it some way down the road. We all have missed that exit. We look back, we say, Dad got it. That ain't what you said either. I won't tell nobody. I'm like, man, I missed it. Everything was just right. It was there. It's almost like a sale that went on. You had something special that you wanted, and you missed the sale, and the sale won't be back for a while. You're upset because you missed. Could it be, thank you, Holy Spirit, that God has already given us the strategies and answers that we need, but that we're so exhausted because we're giving more energy to anxiety and worry and fear that we've missed it? Could it be that God has given us the strategies and the answers that we need, but we missed it because the messenger didn't fit our criteria. Could it be that we missed the strategies and the answers that we need because as God was speaking through life and, and, and touching those things that are important to us, we missed it. What do we do now, Pastor? Here it is, saints. Here's a big idea. If you get nothing else that I said, hear this. Slow down so that we can position ourselves like Mary. Slow down so that we can position ourselves like Mary. Slow down so that we can position ourselves like Mary to sit at the feet. Because her sitting at the feet of Jesus was a picture of submission was the posture of, I'm ready to hear and to receive whatever it is that you have. I'm positioning myself to receive from you because I realize that what you have to say could change my entire life. Slow down. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, slow down. Slow down. You're too busy. You're too busy. Slow down. Slow down. That wasn't the wrong neighbor. Go to somebody else. Say, neighbor, slow down. Slow down. Slow down. You're too busy. You're too busy. Slow down. Because here's what I'm realizing, saints, when it comes to our time and how precious our time is. What we value, we schedule. What's important to us, we schedule. 
We put it on our calendars. We write it down. We put it on our phones. We put it on our tablets. We write it down because it's important to us. Do we make time? Do we schedule time to sit before God to hear what he has to say to us? Oh, well, Pastor, I don't know. Listen, I don't know, Pastor. I'm still growing in my walk with God. Yeah, 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 yeah. He knows that. But if you sit down and listen, God can speak to you in simple ways. It won't sound like a King James Version Bible. He would, he would talk to you and speak to you in simple ways for you to be able to understand. He knows your language. Oh, my God, he's the master at being bilingual. He knows how to be able to give it to you just how you need it so that you can be able to understand and know that it is him. Have we scheduled time as we made our schedules for the week? Have we scheduled time to spend with God? Amen. Sit at his feet to see what he has to say to us. Get this, to say to us, not about other folks, but what he has to say to us about us. Yeah, right. Ooh, Master, give me a word for my neighbor. No, God, give me a word for me to help me to be more like you. Have we scheduled time to be with God? Have you scheduled time to be with God? And as we schedule time to be with God, we can't be afraid of silence. I know, I know, I know people say, oh, I got to set the atmosphere right. I got to have my music playing. That's all well and fine. But sometimes I need to come before God and just be still and be quiet and not have nothing else but just him and I so I can be able to hear him clearly. There are times where I need to have some background music, but then there's other times I need to be still. Because he wants to. He has it all. He's just waiting on us to get in a position in the right posture so we can hear from him. The real reason we can't hear from God is not because of Satan, not because of your kids, it's because we're so busy. They're doing everything and not making the main thing the main thing. Father, we thank you now for your word. God, we thank you now for your word. And I pray, God, that we have been convicted, Lord, not in a way to be damned, not in a way to be feel guilty, but in a way to turn around. That we've been convicted in the way, Father, to stop making excuses. That we'll stop blaming. But, Father, that we'll start taking action. And that we'll start scheduling time to be with you so that we may hear from you, Father. 
so many decisions we have to make, so many moves that we have to make, God. We we need you. We need to make sure that we are hearing from you, Father, because we don't want to make the wrong move prematurely. We don't want to we don't want to delay anything, Father. We need to be able to hear clearly and precisely from you. Because if we don't hear from you, Father, the songwriter was right, we won't know what to do. We got to hear from you, Lord. And I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful, Father God, that you are speaking loud and clear all around us. You're speaking. And I just pray that we're able to hear. And that we don't allow busyness to get in the way. Help us, Father. Because in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people said. There may be someone here right now, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. You need prayer. As our ministers and elders and prayer team is coming right now, if that's you, if you're not saved, if you want, if you desire a church home, if you need prayer, when I count to three, I want you to come. You need to come. Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. Been speaking loud and clear. Now is your moment to act on what he has spoken to you. If you're here right now, if you're watching online,